just to send them loving energies because love will remind them that they're not alone that love from you energetically will remind them that that you're still there for you for them and that you're not actually disconnected from them that they, that you're there and what that does is energetically it opens the door for them to come to you to come back to you to communicate with you to to you know to um to be a part of you again they're, you know because they're just so confused about what's going on in their world they just don't know how to make sense of it so <laughs> it's it, it is it's a it's a hard time for them but if you open the doors to them energetically so you know when i my son at the beginning of the year was really disconnected from me he had started high school thought he was really cool but he came crashing down and he didn't want to be a part of me but what i did was i envisioned my heart opening up to him with little hands saying you know come back to me when you're ready i'm here for you energetically and within a few days he was like talking to me again he wanted hugs again. He wanted to communicate with me. So, you know, I think as healers, we often underestimate the abilities that we have when we envision our energy opening up ourselves to our children. So I think if you were to just, you know, open your heart up energetically, just, you know, imagine the doors going, okay, and seeing the cords to your children being available, then you'll be able to, you know, they'll be able to feel that energy eventually because the connection between you and your children has never has never been disconnected and it never will be disconnected. Welcome to the Inner Sanctum online group sessions with Karen Swain. This is some highlights from our two to three hour sessions we have each week with myself, Karen Swain, teaching deliberate creation and once or sometimes twice a month we invite a guest teacher to come in and join us and share their wisdom and we can quiz them and we have a lovely time. Enjoy the highlights and if you'd like to join us online each week, please go to karenswain.com slash inner sanctum and sign up. Samantha Calvani is the founder of In Spirit's Hands. She is a vibrational alignment coach and intuitive healer working with the archangels. Her job and sole purpose is to support, coach and empower spiritually minded individuals who have recognized their intuitive gifts and empathic nature and who are ready, willing and wanting to open themselves up to personal empowerment in the form of self-love, respect and worthiness. Her understanding of the principles of energy, vibrations, the universal laws coupled with her own intuitive gifts allows her to tap into high vibrationary realms such as the superconscious energy fields of your soul or the Akashic records to clear and release blocks, energetic wounds and emotional trauma quickly and effectively. Her unique approach to coaching and healing provides rapid personal involvement aligning you to a higher vibration living in a high vibration ultimately recalibrates your frequency to the higher level so that you can begin to live your life in a vibe of love joy peace and manifestation and i wonder sam it, it's such it's so well written you know i'm thinking <laughs> thank <laughs> did, you did you write that yourself did you come up with that yourself i did i actually channeled that great perfect <laughs> so a lot of the work I do is channeled even on my website so yeah. um where I've just completed a finished a course uh on unlocking your inner intuition and the whole course was channeled for the course participants so yeah. not yeah and everything I do is channeled when it comes to this work I I just tap into the 
into into the realms of consciousness wherever I need to go and I just bring the information forward <laughs> just bring it bring it on through so let's just hear a little bit about your story how did it how did you recognize who you were and did you understand who you are as a young child did you did you have did we have brothers and sisters kind of tapped in as well uh, no, so I first realised that I was actually a medium when I was around three to four years old. So my mum's father had passed when she was a baby and he would often come and visit me and I would say to my mum, oh, look, you know, my grandfather's here and I'd have conversations with him and tell her about the conversations and she would just freak out. <laughs> she was like, no, 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 you can't do that. So I, start, I shut it down without realizing it but even growing up I knew that I had some level of deep wisdom because a lot of my friends through school would come to me and I would give them advice and I would have absolutely no idea where this advice would come from um, and then I got married quite young but that marriage was quite toxic and I ended up leaving the marriage after having my first two boys at the age of 25 and that's what started my awakening so it was a period of dark night of the soul so it was very uh, how do I explain it very dark <laughs> there's no other word for it I had a lot of healing to do a lot of understanding to do um, a lot of learning and um, growth and that took probably about 12 to 18 months before I started seeing the light uh, when I started seeing the light, I decided or was, I intuited that I was to do what I'm doing. So it's been a process of doing that since the age of 27, 28. So I've been doing this consistently for the last nine, oh yeah, about nine years now. Beautiful, beautiful. So did anything specifically happen when you saw the light? I think some of you can relate to this, uh, the dark night of the soul and um were you kind of asking questions? Were you sort of saying, help me, help me? How do I feel better? Or what was going on? It was for those first 12 to 18 months, it was a constant help me, help me, show me. I surrender, I surrender. Uh, I, I would have lots of um, moments, um, revelations and epiphanies throughout that period of time. Um, and then I was actually driving home from Sydney one afternoon on a Sunday and I, was, I, I had known Archangel Michael. And I was connecting to him quite regularly. And uh, on this drive home, I was talking to um, Archangel Michael and I was just saying to him, you know, I really need confirmation that you're around me. I need faith and trust. And as I was driving, it was really cloudy. It was about to storm. And there he appeared in the clouds, full shape with his sword, his um, his armor on and he was just there in the clouds in front of me and I just I had to pull over because I was in absolute shock <laughs> so I was just like okay well that's confirmation and since then it's just increased my faith god bless Archangel Michael you know you said to me too that you did a a, a Reiki angel course of some description I think that when you were trying to figure out okay okay what well, I've got Archangel Michael in the clouds and you know I'm seeing dead people like what do I do with all this you 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 did an angel is that the first healing course you did yeah so um I was initially working with a, another psychic who was helping me um 
develop my gifts. And then because my connection with the angels was so strong, I just kept um, just kept hearing angelic Reiki, which is the modality that I learned um, on angelic Reiki, angelic Reiki. And then I started doing Google searches on angelic Reiki and I found a practitioner here in Canberra and she was running a course uh, a few months later. So I signed up and I'd actually, to pay for the course, I'd actually had to sell my old engagement ring, which was also a sign of clearing the old getting rid of the old and starting the new so um because I was a single mum at that time and I you know I was struggling with finances and getting my life back together so I sold the ring paid for the course and then my life took a turn again and uh that's when in spirits hands was developed so uh, I was at work uh one morning and I said to angels because I was communicating with the angels quite a lot at that point and I said I need a business name what is that and, you know, I'd asked that when I work, uh, when I had woken up that morning and a few hours later I was at work and the words in spirit's hands came to me and I was like, oh, okay, that, all right. I'm like, and initially I was like, no, nah, I don't like it. <laughs> initially I was like, no, nah, in spirit's hands, no, nah, it's not modern enough. No one's going to be drawn to it. You know, it's not, it's not what I'm after. So I just put it on the back burner and then I kept asking another business name, another business name. And all I kept getting was in spirit's hands, in spirit's hands. So I just said, okay, well, I'm putting my hands, my soul in spirit's hands. So here it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know, you know, listening to your story, uh, just listening to my, uh, remembering my process of setting up websites and finding names. And, uh, I, you know, you forget that you've got the mob or the team that you can ask even about these sort of human things, you know, like what do I call it and what shall I put on my blurb? And I forgot that. Like I forgot that so many times I would like be in my logical mind trying to think it up instead of just relaxing and just saying, I don't have to think it up. You can just, you know, give me some words that I can play with. Yeah, it's good to remember to, to use them for that for those purposes too, not just healing and all this profound stuff. You can use them for it's really well, practically yeah absolutely and you know with my clients I always encourage them especially because they're awakening I always encourage them to invite the angels in because they can't help us unless we invite them in they can't support us the way that we want to be supported unless we surrender to to them and ask for the angels to come in and help us in every single way because they're more than happy to do that they're more than happy to help you with a car park if it's, you know, if you're running late for work or you need a car park at the, the front of the shopping centre, for example. I always ask for car parks. I get them without, without a doubt every time. <laughs> um, you know, if it's to help with paying a bill, whatever it is, they will help you with absolutely everything. You just need to invite them in because once you've given them permission to help you, they will definitely guide you and you will get messages, you will get um, insights every single day. Mm, absolutely you know as we were driving down so David said to me I don't know a month or two ago I can't our time I can't remember how long ago but I'm going to go down and have a healing with Sam and I'm like you're going to drive to Canberra it's like three hours from Sydney I said you're going to drive you can do it on Zoom why are you driving all that way and he goes oh I don't know road trip and I said oh well I want to come too <laughs> a good idea yeah road trip that sounds good let's do it so we drove down to meet sam i can't remember how many how long ago that was a couple of months ago anyway and david's phone never stops ringing and one friend rang and uh she was talking through the the speaker 
and another amazing healer. And she was talking about Reiki, which we discussed at lunch. Do you remember? And yeah. she was saying that she was telling, she was talking about her psychic ability. She was amazing. Uh, like David said, hello. And then she started talking and she didn't stop talking for about 40 minutes. <laughs> but she had some fascinating things to say. And one of them was that Reiki had finished on the planet and that she saw the Reiki masters. She saw this big dragon um, kind of going out into the cosmos and all the Reiki masters following and leaving the earth's realm. And I thought, wow, that's so fascinating. And she said that the energy of Reiki, which has been a fabulous energy for the planet, is now is, is no longer viable because of the shift in our frequency and the Schumann stuff and all the stuff we were talking about. It's not, uh, it's not enough anymore. And so we were speaking about that at lunch. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what the angels have showed you, Sam? Well, in terms of it was sui reiki which is the energy which is the modality that you're speaking of i feel that that actually has left as well because the 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 energy of that was to help people wake up and help them shift into that higher level of consciousness however it's because we've shifted so much the world has moved into the you know fifth dimensional um consciousness level that energy is no longer required. So I think this is where angelic Reiki came in. This is what the angels have showed me because they're bringing in those higher levels of um, and, um, consciousness into the into the earth. So angelic Reiki is completely different in terms of a Sui Reiki because angelic Reiki is where the angels transmit their energy through you into the into the client or into the person receiving the, receiving the healing so there's no symbols there's nothing like that it's just a matter of being a clear conduit and allowing uh, the angels to almost step into your energy field and use you as the healer to transmit that energy mm -hmm. why do you think that they need us instead of transmitting the energy directly into the person there still needs to be a physical person, a physical uh, component to bring in that energy here. And because so many people harbour um, a lot of emotional trauma, they're not able to connect to that higher level and that, the higher realms of consciousness easily. So they need a conduit of spirit, uh, such as myself and such as you and, you know, the others in this group to, to hold that space, to hold that energy and to transmit that energy into the client. And that makes it much more effective because the client in that space will be more likely to surrender to the process because it feels like they're going into meditation so they can receive the healing that is most perfect for them at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So this is until this is until they've done enough clearing that they can receive for themselves. Correct. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So when you were doing the Reiki healing uh, angel, did you meet your tribe, your mob, like the, the gang? Tell, tell us how you met them and what they said to you. <laughs> So I work with the archangels and the the order of the seraphim. So there's not much information about the seraphim, but there are there there are um, about nine levels of the angels, um, and the seraphim are almost really high. They're kind of like the hand of God. They work with with God, essentially. Um, they're the right hand man of God, I should say. So I work with them and the archangels and. Um, that's all I've ever been shown. So I've always just known that the angels are there. So I often work with Archangel Metatron. 
Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. So they're the three that usually are around me and support me through all the healings um, and the sessions that I do with my clients. Mm -hmm. And what did they show you about yourself? Like, how did you know that you were a healer? Like, um, I'm just, I suppose that I'm just trying to sort of, for people that know that they're a healer, how they activate that and get out there and do their work. Like, what was your process? What did you go through when you were like, okay, I'm here to heal people. So how do I do that? What was your process of starting the work and, you know, getting it happening? Well, I've actually never told many people this story, but uh, as a child, uh, I was, my parents had sent me to a Catholic school and every week we would go to, um, to mass at the church and I would often sit at the back of the class or at the end of the class because uh, I you know as a child I was a strange child so I never really mixed in and you know communicated or, you know I didn't really have a lot of friends and every time we walked into church I would actually see Jesus sit next to me and he would have conversations with me and we would have he would tell me he got he would say to me Sam when you grow up, all you will need to do is touch somebody or use your energy and heal somebody. You will be like me. So to hear that and to have that for years on end um, and to have Jesus come and sit next to me for years on end, reiterating the same message, all you have to do is heal. All you have to do is just hold the space and just touch somebody and they will be healed. I didn't understand that concept, but it always remained with me for years and years. So um when I was connecting to the angels and, you know, connecting to that space, I would just hear it in my mind. I would just hear. I don't know how to explain what I heard, but they would just say to me, angels. So I'd hear words come into my mind and I would hear the word angels and it would be really, really, really strong. So I would just do research and I started researching Google because I didn't have a lot of money to, to buy into courses. And sometimes even buying a book, I couldn't even afford it sometimes. So just using Google was my, um, my starting point. And I would just research about all the qualities of the angels. And I often found that when I was researching about the angels, they would give me the right page to research about them or to learn about them. I always found the right information because they were guiding me to do that. So that's how yeah. I started. I started just trusting myself and, you know, listening to, to the messages that I was receiving. Sometimes it was in the form of a word just dropping into my mind consistently. So that's how I, you know, explain that that's your intuition speaking to you. Sometimes I would see the words appear on my phone, angel, because they were making it really obvious. Um, yeah, there's just so many ways <laughs> that they, yeah. they would communicate with me. You know, I, I want to say, I want to say to everyone on this call that that message that Jesus gave you when you were sitting in church is for every single person on this call. Mm. But what's happened in our world is that religion has made Jesus a rock star and untouchable and unattainable. Um, and so when you receive a message like that, especially if you're a Catholic, like for me, who was not a Catholic or not even religious, when Jesus would come and yak to me, I'd be like, oh, go away. <laughs> I didn't revere him because I wasn't religious. But when you are brought up Catholic, you know, we get into this like, 
like why me why am I so special if I'm like you and what he wants to say and what he said to everyone is everyone's like me you know like everyone everyone's like me but how did you get around your ego that wants to say I'm not special you know who am I to talk to Jesus like how did you get around that especially having a Catholic upbringing I actually um, moved away from the Catholics um, from my Catholic faith when I was about 18 19 I just something I woke up one morning I just said no that's not right that's not Jesus's message because I said to myself I can access God anywhere I can access Jesus anywhere I don't have to be in a church or a special place to have that connection so for me that was the part of my faith in a different direction moving away from the church because I just started seeing a lot of things that just weren't aligning to me um so I just in terms of my ego oh geez um there's no specific moment. I suppose because I was in such a, a place of despair, I just needed that faith. Right. And because the angels and Jesus were so um, consistent with their messages with me, it just yeah. reiterated the faith that I needed to have. So the more they, the more they um, messaged me, communicated with me, the more faith I developed. And I suppose my ego just kept being pushed away in that terms in that in that space um and actually now that I've just spoken about it when I was doing the angelic reiki course one of the things they reiterated was your ego is to stay out of it your ego will try and influence the message but you, you have to shut that down you have to come to a place of absolute calm when you are doing your healings and remove yourself so when that was when the teachers had said that to me, I'd actually saw myself disconnecting from my ego and detaching from it, knowing full well that I needed it for protection to keep me, um, you know, to keep me alive when, you know, there was danger, obviously, but to um, detach myself when I was doing sessions. So when I do healings and when I work with my clients, I detach myself completely. I, I have a process where I connect to spirit, ask for light to be filled into my whole body and ask for all the guides to come forth and communicate easily and effortlessly through me. Um, and I just, um, I still envision and imagine disconnecting myself from my ego, from my human self so that I can be that clear conduit. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, you were telling me the story, which I'd love you to tell us today about your son. And I think that why I wanted you to come online too today is not only to share your amazing story, but, you know, how you juggle um, talking to Jesus and the angels and healing people and uh, two families, not just, you know, your current, like you've got your, your, your boys that are with your ex-husband and your two young babies now, like how do you juggle all this and, you know, in the mainstream world? I give it, again, I give it to my faith in the angels supporting me, Jesus supporting me, my all my spiritual guides supporting me um, to create balance and ease. So I always ask for balance and ease in my life. And a part of that as well is my husband. He is incredibly supportive, uh, very hands-on dad. So he does a lot. He's taken the kids out this morning so that I could do this in, <laughs> in absolute peace. Um, but I always ask for balance and ease and things just seem to flow. And, you know, obviously there's a bit of routine, some structure and discipline um, in terms of personal discipline, you know, maintaining stru um, structure and routines for the family. Um, but 
I think it's also because I've done a lot of healing on my children. I do regular healings on them to help them stay calm, to help them maintain their higher vibration as well, because all four of my children are intuitive. All of them have healing abilities. All of them uh, are clairvoyant, so they can see things that are not really here. So I help, I help them understand that by helping, by giving them healings. And do you want so to share is- that? that story with your son the other day about the scary movie that he watched. I actually told a little group that I was with on the weekend, your story, because I had an 11 year old sitting at the table with us and I told her your story and she, her eyes got really big or that story about your son. And then my friend next to me, Nick said, why aren't you interviewing the son instead of the mother? (laughs) I said, yeah, maybe (laughs) one day. One day, he was so excited when I told him about um, how I'd explained the story to you and how I was doing this interview this morning. So he thought it was absolutely hilarious. He was just like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool, Mum. <laughs> that's awesome. He goes, can I do it? And I'm like, no, not this time. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be at school during the time, during the interview. But um, so he had watched uh, a movie. I don't know what it was, but it was quite um, uh, not, it was quite violent. So, you know, a lot of fighting. It was kind of a war movie. So, and it was a space kind of movie. And it, um, the, the end of the world was, you know, shown in the movie. And after the movie had finished, I said to him, okay, it's time for you to go to bed. And he's like, can you please lay with me? And he never asks me to lay with him because he's 11 now. So he doesn't want his mom around as much. And I said, oh, okay, what's, what's up? And he goes, just please lay with me and hug me. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's happened? And he said, oh, I'm feeling really scared. You know, I'm really worried that the world is going to end. And I said, the world's not going to end. Not now, not anytime soon, not in your lifetime. And he said, how can you be sure? And I said, because the angels have told me that. The angels have said to me that the world is changing very fast, but when the world's not going to end. What we may know is going to end you know, the reality, you know, because we are shifting into high consciousness, but the world itself won't. And he's like, okay. I'm not, and he's kept, you know, kept asking me to reiterate that message. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to put my hand on your heart and I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And he closed his eyes and I said, okay, so take some really big, deep breaths and just allow yourself to call the angels in like we used to do when you were a little bit younger. And so he started and at first he was, there was a lot of resistance. He, was, he just kept saying to me, I can't do it, mum. I can't do it. I can't see them. And I said, yes, you can. You just have to trust the process. Just keep breathing deeply and close your eyes and allow them to keep coming into you. And slowly but surely he just said, oh, with his eyes closed, they're here, mum. I can see them. And I said, who can you see? So he doesn't know the names, but he recognises colours. So he said, um, there's a blue angel, a green one, a very, very, very big white one who stands next to you all the time, mum. And then there's a red one. And I said, oh, okay, that's wonderful. What are they doing? And he said, well, they're telling me that there's spots on my heart, really black ones. And I said, okay, can we ask them to heal? heal the spots and he said yes they're coming they're showing me they're lifting me up so he was what he was in like a in a room with the angels he was envisioning he was in a room with the angels and they um he said they've lifted me up and they're shooting light beams at my heart and the black spots are disappearing 
They're just going away. They're turning into really bright white light. And I said, that's fantastic. And I asked him if he could do the whole family. So I asked him to look at his big brother and he said, oh, yeah, he, you know, his big brother had lots of, lots of black spots all over him. So I said, can you clear that? And he said, yes. And then I said, can you check your little sister and your little brother? And he said, no, she is fine, which is my daughter. And she's two. She's fine. She's a ray of light. And I just went, yep, she is because she, she carries the sun, the sun ray. And then I said, what about your baby brother? And he said, oh, he's got a little one on his heart. So I'm just going to help him. I'm going to help clear his heart so that he gets lots of light. So he did. And then I asked him to check his stepdad. Stepdad, you know, had some black spots around the heart and on his brain and in his throat. So he said, oh, yeah, he's got lots. So we're just going to clear them with the angels. I said, okay, absolutely do that. And then once he did his brother, he came to me and said, oh, look, you've got one on your heart. So can I do that too? And I said, yes, you can. Once he cleared us, he then, uh, I then asked him, well, what else can you do to help the family? And he said, the blue angels tell me I can put with him a big blue dome over the house to protect us so that big black, these big spots don't come and bother us anymore. And I said, okay, do it. So he went quiet for a few minutes and yeah, he went quiet. And then after a few minutes, he started um, telling me what he had done with the angels. He said to me that the, a big blue dome had come around and another big grid, a golden grid. And he said that the angels were at the four corners of our block of land and protecting us and that they were going to stay with us all the time. I've also got um, crystals, a lot of crystals placed around the whole house, throughout the whole house. And he, I said to him, oh, do I need to do work with the crystals? And he said, no, mum, because there's two angels on every crystal that you've got around the house. And that's something that I was not actually privy to myself. I had no idea. He said, the angels have put two, two angels to every single crystal in the house. And I've got like, you know, I've probably got about 20 crystals under my bed. And he goes, there's plenty around your bed, mum, <laughs> which was absolutely hilarious. So to have that knowledge come from him was so special. I can see that you're tearing up, Karen, and I was as well. <laughs> makes me cry I just love the kids I just think yeah. the children are amazing and all the children are amazing they just need to be reminded I was saying this at the beginning of the call before we came on set that we've just got to remind them of how amazing they are and when you give them permission like you gave him permission to do that you know what what's possible like what's possible it's 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 amazing it just is amazing go into questions I know Vladdy's got a question here I just want you to explain your process, what you do when you heal people. What, what do you see? What do you do? Okay, so um, but when I have clients at the beginning of every day, I ask myself to be cleared of any, um, you know, 3D consciousness, any energies that I've picked up in the, in the, in the realm, in the field, uh, you know, because if I've gone to the shops over the weekend or, you know, done anything like that you you pick up stuff so I ask um, spirit to clear me so I, um, I invite the violet flame to come through and just clear my whole entire energy field and I ask for my energy fields to be balanced as well as my chakras and then I ask spirit to create a clear channel um, through my crown chakra so that I can receive the messages easily and effortlessly um, and then so I've done that process and then I uh, when my clients come in I you know, I chat to them, I find out what's going on, 
what what their biggest challenges are at the moment and then I um, I just I just talk them through it so sometimes if they need to go on the healing table I'll put them on my healing table which is behind me and I've got a massive crystal grid under that um, and then I start healing them and when I'm in the healing with my um, with the guides I call in the guides of my client and their higher self to also come in and show me and tell me what needs to be done um, but when I'm doing the actual healing I am showing that I am in a healing chamber so I feel like I'm on a turntable in the middle of this um, healing chamber and I'm sitting there with my legs crossed and the the angels the ascended masters the guides um, are spinning me around and telling me what you need to do so they'll spin me around this way and say this particular energy of despair and heartache are affecting the client in this way and it's come from you know a past life for example or it's come from an experience they endured at the age of four in this lifetime. And then they spin me around again and they talk to me again and say, this is what's happened here. You need to clear this, do this, do this. So they they provide the information to me um, in a healing chamber, essentially. Fabulous, fabulous, which of course, I, I ask you to share that process because we can all, you know, we can all uh, give it a, you know, give it a try. We can all do this. I remember, um, you know, we can use the angels too to help people. I remember once, hearing some people fighting out on the street like quite violently and um instead of going out there and yelling at them going hey what are you doing like most people did i just surrounded them in pale pink light and it dissipated and they stopped so we can use that light too and when we do come up you know against sort of difficult people or difficult situations we can ask the angels or our mob or team and even if you don't see them like samantha does or uh, you can still ask and you receive the information in some way like you might just get a knowing of a color or a frequency or what to do or you might be told or you might see a color or your eyes might be drawn to a pillow that or something you know a billboard that's a color so they might be giving you information through you seeing something around you and you can just put that color or that flame around them and just uh, just like you said before sam um, they can help them without us but um, one we need to ask and we can ask for others and they need us as a conduit when other people are not a vibrational match to the energy to the help they're trying to offer um, even a stranger yeah even a stranger it's not like I healed the people that were fighting on the other side of the street it just broke up the fight it just calmed them down enough to break up the fight all right we're going to get into some questions I know Vladdy's got a question how do you keep your vibration clear I think you kind of answered it from lower energies while healing somebody great question Vladdy yeah, so um, as I said, every morning I, I ask the angels, my my guides, I also work very closely with the goddess Isis um, and the Kuan Yin's, uh, Kuan Yin, so um, divine mother energies. So I just always envision my energy field being cleansed. So I ask for the angels to come and remove anything and everything easily and effortlessly because I allow myself to surrender to that process. And because I'm asking, they will do it for me they, they have no problems helping me stay clear um, some of the other things I do as well you know I don't watch tv I watch I, I really maintain vigilance on what I consume so you know consume through the media you know whether I 
I have a strong awareness of what I'm listening to. You know, if the radio is on in the car, I turn it off because I can feel the frequency of the radio and it just yeah, it makes me feel gross. Um, so I really am aware of what I choose to listen to, what I choose to read and what I choose to watch. It doesn't mean that I don't watch movies or things like that, but I make sure that it's in a vibrational alignment and match to me because sometimes you can receive messages in movies. For example, you know, I watched a movie a couple of weeks ago and I just had an aha movement because of it because there was a scene that just went, oh, that makes so much sense to me. Okay. Um, so really vigilant about what I consume every day. Um, but like I said, every morning I just ask for the angels to come and clear me and clear me of whatever needs to go, whatever's keeping me from um, being my best and highest version of myself each and every day. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm actually going to channel this answer for you. For this particular child, I feel that they need to be made to feel safe. They need to be made to feel that they're heard and validated uh, because they feel like they're not, they're not being heard. They're not being validated. They don't feel that they're being supported. Um, so in terms of angelic support, the angels are saying to me that you can envision a, a bubble, a golden bubble around this particular child and um, a, this energy penetrating into their heart to make them feel safe, to make them feel supported um, and to make them feel heard. Uh, it is going to take a little bit of processing uh, to allow uh, that energy to enter their heart because this child has, um, you know, a very strong heart wall there. Um, but to, just to help them um, adjust to that energy, it's just going to take some time. And, and then they will come around. You can also ask for the angels to clear any dark energies that are around this child um, because they're willing to do that because the child itself, the child is asking for help. The child is... Um, wants that level of support but they're not able to express it but they are asking for it you know they're asking god for that help so for you you can ask for the angels to help clear that um that dark energy and just help help them energetically feel supported mm, or whatever okay. any words on this topic about like honoring other people and where they're at and if they're in a fear place or whatever and stuff like that so the message i actually just received for you was you are doing enough be set the example and be the leader be the leader in a in a in a from a place of compassion and understanding so if you set the norm and people start to see what you do they will eventually follow because if you're doing it from a place of love the everyone else will follow and if you are doing it from a place of love and a place from a place of compassion and understanding you'll emit that energy into your energy field and then they will start to follow because what happens when we lift our vibration to such high levels, we start to affect lots of people around us. So um, one of the things I learned about vibrational energy was Dr. David R. Hawkins. I'm not sure if anyone has heard of him. He is the person about who created the, the scale of consciousness. So that's how I determine and um, read people's vibration and, you know, the higher we vibrate, the more people we affect. So if you're vibrating at the energy of a thousand or above, your energy will start emitting and affecting 30 million people. So in Australia, if we've got, you know, 10 people 
vibrating at that energy we're affecting the energy and the consciousness level of everybody in australia because there's 30 million people that's our country's population so you know if you're the higher you vibrate the higher people will start to you know conscious subconsciously follow and listen and watch because you're not coming from a place of fear if you come from a place of love then your vibration will then start to affect those sorry those people around you you're right okay some of the really simple things that um, increase your vibration are practicing gratitude every morning. So waking up with thanks every single morning, that will instantly lift your vibration to a really high level. Uh, I also find that practice, uh, practicing forgiveness is also something that really shifts your vibration. And this is something I tell my clients a lot of the time to do because when you are clearing and forgiving all the past you're not carrying that emotional baggage. You're not carrying that energetic um, baggage with you. So it's almost like you're freeing yourself um, to lift automatically lift your vibration up naturally and very, very easily. So they're the two really important things that I would suggest. So spirit is showing me that people or adults who have ADHD are actually high frequency uh, high frequency beings who are here to bring in the higher levels of consciousness into the earth so their higher vibration their higher energy are bringing that new level of consciousness and uh, consciousness into the into the earth and because they're much more better uh, much more able and equipped to regulate themselves because they have that sense of maturity they can do that easily um, so yeah that's the that's what I've just received <laughs> Uh, back to the story you told about your son and he was removing the black spots what were the black spots was that negativity um, in you guys or was that something more physical or what what exactly was that so I did ask him to explain what the black spots were but he couldn't yeah. articulate what they were but I could I intuited the black spots and they were just um Oh, what do I, how do I explain this? Um, so there were spots of um, density energy. So from the collective consciousness field that had trapped in our energy field. So the spots in my heart were spots, uh, were energies that I had collected from, you know, just being out and about going to the shops or, you know, working with some of my clients and just absorbing some of that dense energy into my heart space stop them and stop that gotcha. from happening. And also ask for, you know, um, a bubble of love to be placed around you when you are working so that the energy of love is not actually coming from you. This is one of the things I do as well when I work is that the energy of love, is, I ask for a bubble to be placed around me so that my clients are drawing from the love bubble, not from me. And that's what allows me to stay really high vibing in my sessions because when I first started doing sessions I would be zapped after one to two sessions and I could only do one to two sessions um, but then I realized that if I'd placed a bubble of love around me my clients could draw from that energy and I could do sessions so I went from going one to two sessions to at one point at one time I did 15 to 20 sessions in one day um, and I did and I was absolutely fine I wasn't exhausted or anything as a result, because they, the, my clients weren't drawing my energy, they were drawing universal love energy from the bubble and that helped them feel really awesome as well. So if you're doing that, I highly suggest that you do that too. 
Thank you very much. Sam, you were just awesome. How did it feel? It felt great. Sorry, my daughter's starting to. I know, I know. You've got to go. <laughs> I know. I um, but no, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I, I loved meeting all of you. I loved all your questions. Um, and I just feel honoured to be a part of the group today. So thank you so much for inviting me here, Karen. Ah, oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks. It was. Thank you. Thank you all. You all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. That was Thank awesome. You. I love you all so much. Love you too. Thank you. Here's a hug for you. Thanks, Sam. Big love. <laughs> Please, the babies for me. Look at I will. I Thanks, will. Thank Sarah. you so much. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. Don't get arrested, Sarah. Keep that mask on. I love meeting on the go. Fabulous. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. 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 Thank you.